So I've been stuck in Disney traffic for at least 35 minutes. And even though I should be upset about it, I'm not because I'm at least going I-4 East towards Orlando. I-4 West towards Tampa is an absolute hellhole right now. And I'm pretty sure they're backed up at least 10, 15 miles from within Disney property heading out towards the interstate. It's quite the mess. And it happens all the time. And this is because there's more and more people moving towards Davenport, towards Claremont, and further away from Orlando because the rent prices are so high. Because the cost of living has increased so much. And the only way to continue working for the company and still having a place to live and not living in a cardboard box, the only way to do that is by having to move out a bit further. And there's more and more and more cars that you're seeing on the road because of this, because the standards of living has gone up so much in Central Florida. And a company like Disney, as big and as successful as it is, could easily fork over the money and the resources to help you know, litigate this scenario, and they just haven't. And so now when the news about Reedy Creek potentially getting destroyed by the DeSantis administration, so when I see news like this, on one hand, you know, screw DeSantis, this is just a giant political ploy, this is just him appealing to the MAGA base, this man is not governing Florida, he is running for president, that is all he's doing right now. All he's doing is campaigning. This is all what it is. He decided to pick a fight with Disney because Disney stopped giving him money. But that's the key detail. Disney stopped giving him money. Which implies that Disney used to give him money. They used to give this candidate, this Donald Trump clone money back in 2018, 2019, and 2020. They probably gave him money to help him win. They probably gave him money during the pandemic in order to, you know, throw away the initial plans of slowly trying to get over the pandemic and slowly reopening because that was a shit show in the summer of 2020 and beyond. And they probably gave him money all the way up until creative side of Disney was completely fed up and wanted corporate Disney to say something about the don't, say, the don't say gay bill. That terrible, terrible bill. So, as Reedy Creek is inches from being dismantled, even though I'm furious at the DeSantis administration for doing this fight, this is technically, technically, technically Disney's fault. Disney caused this. Disney did this to themselves. They had been giving money to the wrong people for a very, very long time in exchange for tax breaks they don't really need, in exchange for favors they don't really need either. Disney makes enough money. They can pay their proper share and they'll still be fine. And even though there's a lot of wonderful, wonderful people that does work for the company, and by wonderful, I mean by the thousands, there are thousands of wonderful employees that works within Disney World in Central Florida. The service is top-notch. The attention to detail is incredible. But the corporate side makes a lot of very, very sketchy little deals. And this is a case of these sketchy deals finally catching up to this company. Do not feel bad for Disney. If Reedy Creek goes under and Disney has to pay a bit extra, that's it is what it is. This is their fault. But at the same time, 
the taxpayers are going to end up paying much more money because of the structure of Reedy Creek and the infrastructure and the fact that Disney is located in two counties and someone's going to have to pay for all the services that Disney had been covering. (coughs) Sorry. So in other words, (laughs) corporate Disney created this hole that they are digging themselves in right now. I don't know what the solution's going to be. I don't know what Disney plans on doing. But Disney has been in Florida for such a long time. And they have so much territory. They make so much money here. That there's no way they can even threaten to leave. To get the Republicans off their backs. There's nothing they could really do. Short of handing money to the candidate. Who's going to compete against Ron DeSantis. But Disney had promised they're going to stop political donations and also Disney's relationship with the Democratic Party is not exactly the strongest because the Dems have been have been progressively no pun intended become more progressive and they have been begun to demand a bit more out of corporations in the United States as they should as we are the richest country in the world and we're still having more and more problems develop in the 21st century ever since Bush took over. So, it's it's a very damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of scenario because if Disney does help the Democrats, you know, win, they'll keep their Reedy Creek, but at the same time, the Democratic Party, especially one that's become more progressive, one that put Andrew Gillum to go up against Ron DeSantis, who was a noted Democratic Socialist backed by Bernie Sanders, This crew is going to be out for more taxes. They're going to be out for more finances from this company. And so corporate Disney is going to have to decide. Do we continue letting... Do we continue letting these Republicans bully us around in the midst of this don't say gay era, in the midst of this cancel culture nonsense that the maggots have have created? Or do we finally decide to start paying our own share and start giving money to the Democratic Party (coughs) in order to ensure that these bullies are finally gone. I don't know what their decision's going to be. But what I do know is that the Republicans have controlled Florida in terms of the governorship since the 90s, and this state has gotten progressively worse, even though if it was its own country, it'd be a top 20 economy in the planet. But yet here I am, stuck in all this wild traffic for 45 minutes because people cannot afford to live in the very city that houses Disney World. So it's a situation that I don't really see a clear answer. (coughs) Ugh. Sorry about the coughing. But Disney's next move is very important for the entire state. Disney's economy pretty much runs Florida. If Disney were to disappear and shut down all their parks for six months, the state will collapse. But at the same time, we really can't continue letting Disney get away with all this stuff. But at the same time, we can't let these Republicans bully Disney around just because Disney stopped giving them money. So I don't really know what to do. (laughs) But what I do know is, I mean, DeSantis has to go. That's step one. But I don't know, man. I, I hope there's a solution. I hope and pray that, that Disney grows up 
and accepts its position as a very important part of Florida and starts paying their fair share. lived a lot of a lot of years in Miami and it's I don't know if she even realizes it but whenever she talks about Miami whenever she discusses like her days living in South Florida in Coconut Grove there's like the there's like a nostalgia like behind her voice there's this happiness you know behind the memories when when she speaks about it and I find it very admiring, like very, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing that she does. There's just this, this subtle joy that pops out whenever she talks about Miami, even if Miami has done a lot of damage to her, um, whether it be because of location, family, and because of the way that the city is structured. And this nostalgia, it, Part of the reason why it comes off like nostalgia is because the Miami that the Miami that it's known for, if that makes sense, it's kind of falling apart right now. And it has been falling apart for quite some time. Like that Miami Vice thing from like the 80s is about gone. The Miami, the mecca of Latino culture, it's still there, but it's constantly under threat. And even more so than usual. And a city that generates so much money, a city that's so popular, a city that gets so many tourists, gets so much tourist dollars, it should be doing better. But it is not. Miami is the most popular city in the 15th largest economy in the world and yet it still has not been able to enjoy the fruits of its labor it has not really been able to to you know to relish in its success because it's constantly under attack the latest incident um of course is the rental prices Rent has gone up 40% in South Florida. 40%. This is beyond ridiculous. This is atrocious. This is criminal. And all this is happening on top of all the other problems it's facing. As Miami does not have a plan for climate change. It does not have a plan for the beach erosion. It has not quite figured out how to try to keep its own people from going completely broke. It has not done a good job warding off rich people from moving in and jacking up the prices everywhere. There's a lot of problems that's happening in South Florida. 
and they are solvable problems and they will not be solved for as long as we continue having the people that are running Florida right now. It's just not going to happen. Like, the relationship between the state of New York and the city of New York is, like, infinitely stronger than the relationship between the state of Florida and Miami. And I mean that in a political sense. Like, the state of New York is aware that the heartbeat it lies in New York City. But the state of Florida doesn't necessarily have that same sentiment. And it's obvious through all its political decisions that's being made in the last, like, 30 years. Um, there is no film industry in Miami when it very much should. There is hardly a television industry in Miami when it really should. Like, Miami should be, like, the Latino version of Atlanta in terms of entertainment. But outside of the really nice art scene, that's not really there doesn't quite exist. Um, the beaches need help. They have not received said help. Um, we still haven't figured out how to handle uh, South Beach and Ocean Drive and the yearly disaster that is spring break. There's just a lot of things that are happening in that poor city. And the people that live there, that survive there, that fight constantly there, they deserve better. The city is way too expensive for the people that founded that city and made that city what it is. The people that can most afford to live in Miami are those that don't plan on staying in Miami for that long in the first place. As we know, and it's underreported all the time, the average, the average amount of time of people that move to Florida from other places, the amount of time that they spent in Florida living is about five to seven years. In other words, they'll come down here, they'll spend their time, they'll get their kicks, they'll vote the way they vote, and they leave. And they leave us with the bill. They leave us with the mess. They don't necessarily come here to try to make it better. They just come here to take advantage of stuff. And this has been going on for a very long time, and it sucks. Um, Miami is run by a lot of people that just do not really look out for what's best for the city and what's best for the people. And the state government especially does not give two shits about what's going on in Miami. And it sucks. So for, like, there's thousands of examples of people like my friend who loves the culture of Miami, who loves the people of Miami, but knows that the city is just not a viable place to live, especially if you're trying to raise a family. And it shouldn't be that way. Um, we are a nation of immigrants, but Miami is a special beacon of immigrants from the Latino community as, you know, the Cubans that have come there, then the Venezuelans, the Colombians, the Haitians, the Dominicans, the people from Argentina, all these Latin Americans and Central Americans that had to escape, you know, the worst of times in their nations uh, within the past century for, you know, because of American intervention, among other reasons. But Miami was always that place that Latinos could depend on as a beacon of 
where to start a new life. And it has been losing that for quite some time, and it sucks. So whenever my friend has these conversations about Miami, whenever she talks about going back, you can hear the happiness, and then you can also hear just kind of the sadness because you know, we all know that the Miami that we love is slowly dissipating. And until we vote better people, until we can get rid of all the terrible gerrymandering that exists in this state, Miami's slowly going to slip from our fingers and will just become another touristy hotspot and just another place for rich people to come in, live their life, jack up the prices, fuck it up some more, and leave. And... I hope that we can someday get rid of that pattern. We we got to do it. We owe it to the people that live in South Florida, that constantly battle in South Florida, that has to pay $2,000 at least minimum for a studio apartment. Uh, we have to do it for the people that are seeing the oceans rise towards their houses, that whenever there's a rainstorm in Miami, it becomes a giant river in their neighborhood. We got it. We owe it to them. We owe it to these uh, second, third generation immigrants from other from Latino countries that have that had seen better days, and we owe it to them. We owe it to all these people. We owe it to my friend. We owe it to everyone in South Florida that we have to vote better. We have to get rid of these people that do not care about South Florida at all. We owe it to them, and. I do hope that we can save Miami from just completely falling apart. Yeah, have a good night. <laughs>